0: Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight.
1: Joining us on the phone today is Jeanette Kreuzberg, who is with Soliday Marketing. How are you today?
2: I am doing great, John. It's good to be here with you.
1: This is awesome. Well, we've got a lot to talk about because I spotted some excellent news about Soliday Marketing and yourself, but we'll get into that. But Soliday Marketing is a marketing company. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure what Soliday is all about. So tell me about how did Soliday come into play. Oh. Look at that. I'm making poems. <laughs> yeah. I should be like a like go to like an open mic night or something like that.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe
1: maybe maybe not. Let's just stick with this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. I get asked that a lot. So Soliday is a mashup between my two little boys' names. So, uh my youngest is named Solomon and my middle child. His name is Day. So, um, yeah, so their names together is Soliday.
1: Ah, that's kind of cool. Well, you know what? My corporate name is just initials. It's JVE. And that's the first letter of all three of my kids names. So I get it. That makes, that makes sense. But Soliday actually rolls off the tongue a little bit better than. (laughs) What exactly does Soliday marketing? Now you guys are fairly new. You were established, what, back in like 2018, 2019?
2: 2019. Yeah. Um, you know, I've actually been doing digital marketing since before the industry actually had a name. Um, we, there was no name for it. Uh, all we had was MySpace at the time when I started back in like 2004, I guess it was 2003, maybe, um, woo, long time ago. Time, and, Tom,
1: uh, Tom from MySpace.
2: Tom was my fr- uh Tom was everybody's friend. Yeah. Tom's you know
1: I've been I've been reading a lot about MySpace lately and they're talking about how horrible of a social media platform it was. It's like okay, no. so now you've got to pick your top 8 friends. Who are you going to tick <laughs> off today?
2: Well, I was I always rotated them to be diplomatic.
1: Oh, uh, ever the poli- ever the politician, I suppose, but um yeah, no, you know who owns a, uh MySpace today?
2: Justin Timberlake.
1: That's it. It's 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 apparently it's still fairly uh fairly relevant in the whole music scene
2: well i did try i will tell you um for no reason at all i went to go and sign in and see if my old profile still existed after all these years and it did it was there but i mean they had some sort of weird crash a few years back where they lost most of the users like information so some of my pictures was gone but it was pretty fun to go back and see all of these insanely old pictures of us all being embarrassing it was great
1: Well, that's why, um, you know, Facebook does the memories, you know, hey, this time, and as the older they get. It's like, oh, my God, 11 years ago. Are you kidding me? Uh, (laughs) One of of those is going to put me in jail someday. I don't know. I just, you know, we'll wait and see.
2: Yep. So, you know, that's where I started. That's where I cut my teeth. And you know what? Maybe MySpace was a terrible platform, but we had to start somewhere and it birthed what we have now, right?
1: It certainly did
2: you know, so I started building websites around that time too, badly, by the way, um, I was terrible at it. And uh, I started with Hello World, like everybody else, but, um, but I started, uh, you know, teaching myself how to build. And um, it wasn't till years later that I kind of went back to school and, and really learned all about web development. But yeah, that's where I started. So I, I opened the, the business, because after a while, I kind of was figuring like, why am I doing this for, why am I working for somebody else? I should be um should be doing this for myself. So I opened Solidate in 2019.
1: So you, you actually design websites. Is that part of what you guys, what you guys do?
2: Oh yeah. Um, so it's a huge part of it. I think that there is this kind of idea that websites are one thing and Maybe social media is another thing, and maybe paid advertising is another thing, but it's really not. Um, it's kind of all online marketing. And the fact of the matter is, if you want to, as a business, have a really strong, super robust um, presence, you know, online or otherwise, it's super important that all of your Um, Sort of marketing channels are integrated. So, yes, we, you know, flagship, we love to um, from the top down, which means, you know, from the website to the social media to email marketing to paid advertising, really work on all of those components so that they all are working together in this machine that we call our, um, you know, web website design system, because it truly is a system um, when you, when you really look at it or it can be, and it should be a lot of times people, you know, businesses are pretty fragmented in their marketing and their branding, but we like to pull all of those strengths together so that your website, so everything that you're doing, all of your activities that you're doing online should be drawing to your website, should be driving sales and eyeballs to your website, which is your home where you can own your audience online.
1: Well, that's one of the things that's frustrated me over my time in business is that people tend to pigeonhole themselves, and I I like the one size. I say I don't hate. I don't say want to say one size fits all because that's not true. But the the one call does it all type thing. I sure. want to be able to say, hey, I need a new logo designed, and I need you to implement it onto my website and my email marketing and my you know my my signature and my email and you know whatever it may be. Exactly. And that's, is that something that you guys would be able to do?
2: That's absolutely what we do. That's what we do. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole bag, John. You yeah. Know? I,
1: I mean, I mean, cause it, it gets frustrating. It's like, okay, well here you design, you design the logo and yeah. then give it to me. Yeah, that looks good. Now let me give it to the web guy that does it on the web and stuff like that. Right. And then I don't have anybody that works with my stupid email marketing. So I've got to figure that out on my own.
2: That's right. And meanwhile, meanwhile, and so this is one of the key reasons why I opened my company, because a lot of the businesses that I was working for in the agencies that I was kind of doing freelance work for, I saw it was so fragmented. And meanwhile, you're sitting there, you know, you've got your SEO person over there and you've got your, you know, um, graphic designer over here and you kind of have all of these people so spread out. Meanwhile, your costs for all of that are going up. Up and up and up and up because you're having to coordinate between multiple different um, companies and, you know, just it gets really, really out of control. And frankly, it's just not it's not affordable. um, It's not within the bandwidth of small businesses just starting out. It's just not. So um, we really try to work with businesses and small businesses that, you know, we can we can create packages for them, custom packages that really, really cover a lot of ground for them and it's one place, you know, you're working with one person, one project manager who knows everything about your business. Um, and it just, it makes things so much easier and it really, really, really lowers that cost burden of, of marketing because marketing is expensive. And then when you start, When you start, you know, spreading it all around town, it starts getting really crazy. And if you have a million dollar budget, that's great. But when you're just starting out and this is where I kind of came from, that's where my heart is. And, you know, entrepreneurs that are just starting out or smaller businesses that don't have 100 employees, you know, it's like there has to these are the businesses that need this marketing the most. And um, there has to be a better way to for them to access, you know, really, really top notch marketing without having to spend, you know, gazillions of
1: dollars. Right. Right. Well, if we all had gazillions of dollars, I mean, Hey, we, we wouldn't be, we'd be doing this stuff. Okay. I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Right. But I mean, you, that's, that's like half of it. The other thing I guess I would, I would ask is, you know, you talk about content and, and stuff that you put on a website now as small businesses and most of the businesses in Anne Arundel County and the ones that we're featuring certainly on the local business podcast are small businesses. And, Honestly, owners tend to focus on what it is they're doing. I mean, if I'm owning chicken Roost, I'm focusing on cooking burgers and putting eggs out over the thing. If I am, uh, you know, selling t-shirts, that's what I'm, I'm selling t-shirts or whatever it may be. Uh, and then, you know, figuring out how to get discovered. Um, obviously if I'm walking up main street or something like that, I see a sign in a storefront, I can walk in, but you've got that whole search engine optimization and, um, you know, content. Is that, is that in the realm of what you're doing too?
2: Absolutely. And it all has to work together. It all that's the whole thing and which is why again it's really difficult when you have services super fragmented, it can be done. But also, you know, listen, like what you said, you know, if you have a restaurant, you're, you're focusing on your business, your mind is not on putting all of these components together. And it's really, really hard for business owners to pull all the strings together. So what happens what I see a lot is, um, you know, a business owner will, you know, try to do it themselves. And what happens is, it's, there's a lack of consistency. Um, there's kind of the inability to really keep up with all of the changes and knowing what's working and what isn't at any given time. I mean, frankly, we ha- we usually have in this business in digital marketing, you know, we have about three weeks before another disruption takes place, usually sometimes two weeks before there's like a major disruption in the industry that's kind of pushing you into different um, techniques of doing things. And, you know, Typical small business owners just do not have the time to be keeping up with all of that. It's it's way too much. They try to do it themselves and then end up getting really, really frustrated and they're kind of throwing money away, trying, you know, their hand at Facebook ads. And then I hear the famous words that I almost love hearing at this point is Facebook ads don't work. I hear that constantly. Facebook ads are one of the best things that have ever happened to marketing ever. Um, but you have to know how to use them. You have to understand the technical aspect of how to build ads and how to create engaging content that will bring people to your business. Um, but but yeah, you know it's it's um there's a lot to think about, and we really like to be able to take a lot of the headache away uh, from business owners while at the same time educating them as much as they want to be educated about what we're doing so that whatever they do in the future, you know, they have their own working knowledge of um, kind of what they need to know to be better informed about, about their own marketing and where they want to
1: go. Sure. Well, I, I will agree with you on that Facebook ads. And again, I, a client of mine was saying, I'm not, I'm not getting much out of it. And and I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't do the marketing and what you guys do. I mean, I, it's, you know, I, I, I can recommend some stuff of what I've heard, but I'm not certainly the expert. And sure. I said, Well, are you targeting them? Yep. And he's like, Well, what are you talking about? And again, this is this is about the limit of my, my expertise. I said, Well, okay, so you've got the, uh, you know, say you've got a, a show of a uh, little band that you want to sell out or something like that. Why aren't you targeting people that like that band to say, Hey, come hear them? I mean, the, the, they're already fans that live close to us. I mean, and they're like, Oh, can you do that? I'm like, yeah. Okay. And that's why you need somebody that knows how to do that. And you mentioned that you can't go like a couple of weeks without disruption. I think was the word you used. Yes. What, what types of disruption are you talking about here? That sort of piqued my curiosity when you mentioned that.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, in order to, (laughs) I I talk about this a lot of times with my, with with different agency owners and uh, it's funny because you have to really love this business really love it and be somewhat obsessed with it in order to be successful. Because what I mean about disruption is Facebook is constantly changing, for instance, their algorithm. The way that people are able to um, view your content or not um, is constantly changing. Uh, Google, for instance, we're going through, you know, just at the beginning of this year, we went through another, huge Google update where, you know, they can just decide at any time, you know, we want to come up with different standards for how people are going to find what they're searching for. And it can really be something, you know, something really kind of small that they can change in the algorithm, but it'll change the Google rankings for an individual business. You know, I've seen businesses with certain Google updates They go from being number one across multiple keywords to back on the fifth page. Oh my gosh! Kind of suddenly, you know, pretty pretty suddenly, and just dropping off. And we kind of so you have to be really nimble in this business. You have to understand that the changes are coming before they're coming. You know, Google's pretty good about warning us (laughs) a lot of times, like a few months in advance, um, of when there are these big changes coming. But that's not information that the general public is paying attention to or would notice, you know, but it's yeah, our I job. haven't
1: seen that in the Capitol lately, so I don't
2: Yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's our job to keep track of the industry and what's going on, what kind of updates are happening or forthcoming so that we can prepare our clients for, you know, for different things. So, but Facebook is notorious. So right now there's kind of um, the iOS update that that's been a big controversy, the controversy, you know, it's been a really huge between Apple and Facebook. Um, People are, people are having um, these like mini virtual funerals for the way that uh, Facebook advertises. Advertising used to be. I don't see it as so much of a problem, um, even even when we have these large disruptions in in the way we advertise and, and what um, Facebook kind of allows. It it always ends up, and, and maybe I'm just you know I don't know. Maybe I just have a a really uh, optimistic attitude, but but I always feel like even when the big disruptions happen and a lot of people kind of don't know what to do for a while, it. Always ends up being better. So right now with the iOS update, and this is something that um, listeners will probably be really interested in. So, Apple users right now, um, there was there's an iOS update that's just kind of been rolling out, and what it does is Apple really wants to protect people's privacy. Imagine that
1: they've they've been good at that. I mean, I remember when that, there was the, there was that shooter in San Bernardino, and the FBI wanted to get get into his phone or something like that, and they were
2: like, "Yeah, no, hack it yourself." We're not, it's Yeah, I remember that. Oh my gosh, John. Yeah, I remember that totally. Yeah, so they are, but you know, kind of more, um more in mass like they're really kind of trying to crack down on how much information they give to Facebook about I- iPhone users and um Facebook obviously doesn't like that because what does Facebook do Facebook knows everything about us and a lot of that information comes from being able to track certain things on our phones and Apple has pretty much you know wanted to crack down on that so Apple released an update that blocks, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of it, but but it kind of blocks some of the ways that we were able to track users and website visitors and what have you. And it's kind of created some holes in how we're able to track people and kind of follow them around the internet, like stalkers, Um, which marketers can be sometimes referred to as stalkers. But, uh, (laughs) but I think ultimately, it's a really, really good thing, because it's going to lead to even more ethical ways of, of, um, you know, placing ads, but I don't, I haven't seen it. It hasn't slowed me down. Um, we've definitely had to make some changes. We've definitely had to be uh, nimble, like I said, but it has, it's not ruining anything quite yet. So you know, It's, that it's funny terrible. with
1: privacy. I mean, my whole thing, just in yeah. privacy in general, I have no expectation of privacy pretty much anymore, anywhere I go other than the bathroom in my bedroom. <laughs> and, you know, I, and, and my thing is, again, if, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not doing anything wrong, yeah. what's the big deal? And, and, it, and, it, and it kind of works the same way if you look into I guess the online world. I mean, you know, if you're not gaming the Google system or gaming the Facebook system, right. um, what what's it to you? It's not you're, you may do things a little bit differently. And and I mean I tell you, I mean, that's I guess the benefit of both with Apple and Google and Facebook is they own the sandbox that they're playing in. I mean, they can change right. the rules anytime they want, they can take their ball and go home. Um, I mean, I've, I've known some businesses that say, oh, yeah, we don't have a website. We're just on Facebook. I said, well, what happens when Facebook goes under? Terrible oh, idea. Oh. oh, God. You know, I mean, I mean, I, it's not real; it's not realistic, I don't think, at this point, to say that they would go under, but, you know, they, they do that. I remember back when, I say back when Facebook first started, but when we first started I on Annapolis, and we had like 30,000 people on our Facebook page, right. I could turn around and say, hey, oh. go like Soliday Marketing. That's all I could say is an update, right. and overnight- <laughs> You would have probably 1,800 1, likes onto onto your page. You know, now I go, hey, go like Soliday Marketing, and Facebook turns around, and goes, yeah, right. Yep. You know, pay, pay pay me, pay me, and I may send three people there. You know, I whatever it is. So, that's right. You know, you just have to learn how to work with it. And I mean, they they do own. I mean, they've invested billions of dollars in the system. I mean, they they that's their right to change it.
2: That's right. That's right. And you know what, John, you bring up such an awesome point. I'm so glad you said it because there is still a subset of people who are like, "Ah, I don't need a website. I have social media. That is the most dangerous thing um, that we can kind of do for our businesses. And I don't recommend it. Um, You know, really anyone, (laughs) anyone who is hearing this right now who has a small business or is even thinking about it. Do not build your platform solely on social media because social media is volatile and it can change exactly like what you said. They may not go under. I'm certain that that won't happen anytime soon, but but it is certain that the way that you are able to access your audience will change and it will change on with probably not a lot of notice to you you know that happens with instagram as well um tiktok just recently had a really really big update that's made it harder for people to get organic reach just like you said facebook did i think that kind of started back in 2000
1: personally tiktok can go to hell as far as i'm concerned with
2: (laughs) that's that's the
1: age difference between you and me
2: John, so now I'm going to make it my total mission.
1: I'm going to come over there and me and you are going to do a TikTok. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's it's true. I mean, you if, if you turn around and bought a whole bunch of gift cards at um, Paladar at the Annapolis Town Center, I mean, I don't mean to pick on them. They're not in business anymore. What are you doing? And I mean, I've been a firm believer in email marketing. And I, I do that. I send a weekly newsletter out saying, hey, here are the events that are coming on. It's been kind of weak at the last couple of years, last year, but – Mm -hmm. Um, because we haven't had any events because of COVID, but you know, the email, I think is a much more personal thing. And this is my opinion (laughs) in that I have, you know, you have given me your email address. So you've sort of invited me into your living room or into your inbox. Um, a website is kind of like that store on main street. If there's something flashy and cool, I might go in and check it out and look around. If i like something, I may buy it, but you know, more times than not, I'm going to come in, look around a little bit, sniff and leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Email tends to be a little bit more different. It's a little bit, you know, able to grab somebody, get their attention because they want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, is that something that you do? Do you do email as well? As far as like uh, the MailChimp's and the constant contacts and stuff like that?
2: Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, just like you said, again, you know, spot on with that assessment. So email. So so in my world, um, for me personally, it goes, you know, Facebook top priority as far as paid advertising is concerned. But right under that is email marketing. Now, people are sometimes pretty surprised by that. People are like, I don't read my email or, you know, oh, well, whose email's dead? Couldn't be further from the truth. You know, we're still seeing really, really high, high open rates on email marketing. If it's good email marketing and if your audience is your actual, you know, um, is your actual target audience. For instance, you don't want a thousand people on your email marketing list that, They've never heard of you before or would never buy your product. The idea is to use your paid advertising to curate um, and drive traffic to your website and your email list in order to kind of curate an audience that is likely to buy from you or is likely to engage with you. And if you are doing that, which we help you curate those types of people on your list, if you do that, and you have really super smart headlines, super um, valuable content, email marketing is a no brainer. It is I mean, that's how you make money. That is that is money in your pocket using email marketing. But again, it's an ecosystem, right? Create, you know, for example, a chain uh, being okay, Facebook ad, Right. So Facebook ad, someone clicks into the Facebook ad and um, gets whatever. Maybe you were offering a free download of something for you know for consumers okay so they want to download that and so in order for them to download that free thing that you have for them which we call lead magnets um you know in order for them to download that free thing then what do they have to do they have to give you their email because they want your free thing so what do you do you have a person now that you know wants what you have to provide and that person now they're on your email list and they've given you permission or opted in to get communication from you so now you can reach that person directly and you've already qualified them because they already want the free thing that you were willing to give. you see what i'm saying so you know it really email is crazy powerful if you use it in the right way
1: and then then you've also got to be very ethical too and this drives me crazy is when uh somebody gets a hold of my business card and adds me immediately to their email list and I'm getting the stuff no, that I don't can't do
2: that uh
1: you know and and also give everybody at the, and I know when I send it out at the bottom of everyone said hey you know if you've grown tired of this if you've moved if i pissed you off whatever it is here's the unsubscribe link and please don't don't report it as spam because that puts me in the you know you know that gets me slapped on the wrist from my email provider but
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh you know you've got you've got to be ethical about it as you do with that, every aspect of your business
2: that's right. That's right. It's so true. And you, you can't, everyone, do not do that. When you yeah. get people's business cards, do not just add them. There are laws against that. And um, what can happen, you can have some really serious consequences. You may not be arrested for adding people unethically to your email list, but Google um, can blacklist your domain um, or your email list, and then nobody will see your emails anymore.
1: And you don't want to piss off Google. Nope. But, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tell you, I want to shift gears a little bit. I got a press release from the Anne Arundel County Economic Development Corporation the other day, and I knew that we were going to be talking. And all of a sudden I saw this name, Kreuzberg, and I said, that's kind of a crazy name. And I saw Jeanette. I said, okay, there can't be more than two of, one or two of them here. And then I saw Solid a Marketing. I said, OK, that's, that's who it is. You were a part of the inaugural IVP program, which was Inclusive Ventures program that County Executive Pittman and the Economic Development Corp put together. And this is just a fantastic program. And they're going to be running another one in the fall. But and, – and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. But it, essentially it is for small minority – own businesses and you define minority however you want it could be woman veteran you know black Aleutian, eskimo you know all all of those (laughs) those things that are considered minorities all of them um and they give you education and mentorship for about six weeks with i mean some really serious good people i mean you've got banking you've got attorney you've got accounting you've got hr Um, on really how to hone your business. If you're starting your business, you had to be in business for a little bit to do it. I mean, they're not going to give you a, somebody with an idea to do it. And then at the end they say, Hey, good job. Here's a $5,000 grant, which is huge. Is is that, is that pretty much it?
2: (laughs) Well, you know um, it was actually, I I have to tell you the program was really intense it was not you know hey we're gonna sit here and uh, get some uh, mentorships and people talking to us a couple webinars and then we get a five thousand dollar check i have to tell you this program was intense. And it was really needle moving. Um, I knew that we were going to be a part of the first cohort, which was really exciting. But you also when it's the first time something is being done, uh, certainly it's to be expected that there would be, you know, bumps, kinks, what have you. I, You know, look, it was pretty much flawless. And I know that I speak for, um, you know, the other members uh, of the cohort that it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And it was really intense. I mean, this took a lot of time. It was a six week, um, it was a six week session and it was three, we had a three hour session every Wednesday, three hours, um, over zoom. And we had mentorship um, we got to share some things with each other, but it was, oh my gosh, it was so intense. Keisha Haith um, was the program director. She is an absolute powerhouse um, with AAECD. She's amazing. Um, she is so driven. To, she was so driven to create this program and to have it be what it ended up being. And I just I was just so proud to be a part of it. She's absolutely amazing, and and the um you know our sessions were facilitated by Will Holmes um for with uh, Will Holmes Consulting. He was an amazing facilitator. The curriculum was crazy good. It scared me it, at times. You know, it was definitely you know we had to do all the ins and outs of our accounting and it was, just, it was pretty, it was really intense. So you know, I think
1: I, I'm so glad to hear that though, because yeah, well, I mean, yeah. ultimately in the end, this is my tax dollars that are paying for this thing, whether, yep. you know, somewhere down the line, it was a tax taxes that paid for this thing. And, right. you know, I'm all about getting small businesses up on their feet and, and going and profitable and moving forward and everything else. And if you had said to say, Oh yeah, this was cool, man. We just sit there. We like, we Skyped and we zoomed and we shared wine tips and, you know, they, no. they, they gave us 5,000 bucks. I mean, unless you were doing a winery, uh, I don't, I don't want to hear that. So I'm, I'm thrilled that it was intense and it was stressful it was. and, uh, and it worked.
2: It worked so well. It was so, I mean, I don't, I want to say this in the, in the, this is like, a huge compliment that it was stressful. I mean, you know, we, there were, there were no shortcuts in this. It was really, really intense. And it's funny because it almost seems like, Oh, you know, the $5,000 grant, you know, the seed grant is amazing. I think that every single one of us, by the time we got to the end, we like, we earned this. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good. Yeah. It was
1: great. It was great. Well, I am, I am excited to hear the success that's going to come out of Soliday Marketing as well as the other people that were in your cohort. I know we spoke with Keisha Haith um, before, just before this launched and I know she was just so giddy and that's, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll use that word. I mean, she was just so personally thrilled that she had been trying to get something like this going for years and years and years and finally it was able to happen. And I know she was so happy about that. And I know that they're looking for one uh, for the fall. And, and this is not just a, hey, send us your email address and we'll enroll you thing. I mean, you've got to apply. I mean, there's a committee of, you know, I don't know who it is, it's probably locked up in a safe somewhere or something like that, but that <laughs> selects who they are. But I mean, they, they've got to believe it's a viable business. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. they can't be like, uh, oh, yeah, I want to make um, f- clip on flowers for seventh grade girls or something. You know, it's got to be some kind of legitimate business. It's been in business for a while. You've got to have some revenue. Uh, You you don't have to be profitable. And you got to have a desire. And obviously you did. So I want to, you know, just congratulations on completing that. Congratulations on the grant, which for a small business. And I mean, you are a small business. is huge. Mm -hmm.
2: Huge. It really, really just... Oh my gosh, I, I can't tell you. And you know, I'm looking forward to future opportunities. You know, to to partner with a e c d and the you know the county. The, all of our mentors were just so outstanding it wasn't just you know someone from down the street who ran a business years ago i mean we were talking to people who work within the system and within our state system and we're talking about you know um, government contracting and um just really really some some A lot of detail and a lot of big picture. Um, And we were getting, you know, not only did we speak to our mentors during our three hours, but we had to meet with our mentors twice throughout the uh, separately, like just privately. We had to have two meetings with each mentor. I mean, it was really, really um, amazing and intense. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the program grows and how, you know, I um, can partner with AACD in the future.
1: Well, I'll tell you, speaking of partnering, partnering, how does somebody do business with you? I mean, obviously we can go to solidaymarketing.com and that's S-O-L-O-D-A-Y marketing.com. Yes. But I mean, what's what's the process of working with you?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so first you can definitely, um, you can reach out to us uh, at our website, of course, um, like you mentioned, solidaymarketing.com or you can give me a call at 410 881
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionannapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion.